right, what is up? Welcome back to the Aspiring Adult Podcast. This is your host, Sarah Smiles, and this week we are continuing with our Becoming series, which is a series about people who have founded their own businesses or fostered passion projects. So this week we have on one of my old classmates and good friends, Lexi, and she is the host of a podcast called My Best Friends and Engineer. You can follow My Best Friends and Engineer on Instagram at My Best Friends and Engineer. You can also follow Lexi at Engineer Lexi on Instagram as well. They also have a Facebook page, a TikTok, and then if you want to get more into detail, you can also start following Lexi's career page, which is called On a Career. And that is E-N-C-A-R-E-E-R on Instagram as well. So now let's meet Lexi. Talk about how she became the host of a podcast. So I'm like, how do I even do an intro? So I am Lexi. I graduated from Miami University in 2020 with a chemical engineering degree. I currently work as a validation engineer in the medical device and pharmaceutical industry. And I host a podcast, which we'll get into. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Oh my gosh. How are you? Look who it is. Just dandy. Just made some dinner. It was like a beautiful day in Boston today. So we went out for drinks after work. And it was just, it felt like summer. It was such a, a good, good day. day. Just a yeah. good day overall. Yeah, same here. It was so nice. So good. Okay, you're so, so you're still in Boston, same apartment, same apartment. Love um, it. Yeah, same apartment, but new job. I think when I talked to you last, I was working for that plumbing company startup. Yes, you were then, like, you had everything. You were doing everything. You're like, I have to go get my boss's laundry. I was like, wait, what are you doing? Like, yeah, pretty what? much. No, pretty much. We, which also horrifying. Um. I don't know why this happened to me, but I was, you know how like people randomly pop up on your Snapchat and they're like, yeah, so-and-so has just joined Snapchat or add so-and-so on Snapchat. My boss's name came up. It was a push notification. It wasn't just Mm -hmm. in the app. It was a push notification. And if that wasn't bad enough, I ignored it. I cleared it. I was like, nope, don't want to see that again. It pushed again. I got it twice. And then the next day I got on TikTok and I was like just scrolling through and I was like, oh, you might know so-and-so. I'm like, the Why? worst again the worst Why? hello like yeah yeah and she's like, i'm like okay contacts off i'm like no no phone number i was like i don't want anyone to see me it's <laughs> like i don't want anyone to know me i that same thing happened to me but it was it was like the freshman year like random people you meet from college so it's like eric from fiji has just yes i said oh awesome for him but i'm gonna not <laughs> do any awkward things but i feel that no, it is. I I don't know how I signed up for it. I literally have no idea how my contacts synced. I think whenever I must have signed up for Snapchat, so probably, I don't know, eighth grade, I must yeah. have synced my phone number because I was like, oh, how could this possibly go awry? Yep. You're like, I mean, you know, what, everything, what everyone is doing. I was like, I want everyone from middle school. No. I, I'm always tempted to like make a new account. But then I'm like, all the memories I had. And then I'm also oh. like, are the memories that good, though? No. <laughs> I'm like, I see like Miami pops up. I'm like, was that a good night? <laughs> Do I need to see that again? We're very concerned because we cannot differentiate the two. Um, we have no idea if it was a good night or what we really remember. Just neutral, yeah. Yeah, exactly. We're like, um, uh, 
Yeah, uh, there's a lot that kind of come up nowadays. It'll be like one year ago, me at my last job, and I was like miserable. And then four years ago was the next one, and it's like me at Brick dancing with a hot dog. And I'm like, what? You're like the happiest I've ever been, and then you're like, okay, real life. Stark contrast. It gets very dark and bleak very fast. Okay, so new job. I am now actually working in Boston, which is super exciting. With the new job, I'm working at a startup, like a real startup where other people work and there's a lot of collaboration. People work on things together. It's a team environment. Where other people work. That made me... Where other people work. There are, yeah, other people. there are other people that are also my age which is huge and oh honestly like when you visited versus my current day life it feels like a complete 180 it does not feel like I'm living the same life it does not feel like I'm in the same city it's absolutely kind of bananas the way that my life has just completely shifted definitely and how much work can have like how much of an impact work can have yeah, kind of crazy. You're in a bad situation and you're like, okay, this affects and flows over into my real life, which exactly. is terrible. Oh, 100%. I was really concerned for a minute. I was like, wow, Um, so how can I get my way out of this? And it really like caused me to have a lot of internal conflict. I'm, I'm happy to hear things are better. Honestly, like around the realm of careers, because that's what your podcast is about. How did you pick that as a topic for my best friends and engineer? You know, I've always wanted to make something and it was always with Libby we were always talking in college like what can we invent what business idea can we talk about we were literally I remember I this is one of like the moments you know you have those moments that are just so clear you're like I remember this like it was yesterday Mm -hmm. it was the night before a biochem exam I significantly remember this we were laying on her floor in her room we lived together junior year and we were just brainstorming. I was like, okay, I have a bio contest in eight hours, but like, this is so much more fun. I'm like, screw this. Like we were just studying, like I was studying and I was like, okay, we got to get out of the rat race. I was like, we need like a little business idea. I was like, we need something. I was like, we're not even in the rat race and we're already talking about that. So I feel like this was always something that we always talked about. And we had a little double date. We went to a very nice winery in Lake Geneva. I don't know what our boyfriends were talking about, but of course we were just talking about the topic again of what can we do? I mean, she had created a platform already. I think she had 10,000 Instagram followers and her story kind of started with her apartment search and kind of like post-grad. And then it transitioned into women in STEM content, which, you know, we noticed that there was a lack of, and she, she was filling that gap. She was, she was throwing out all the content and we were just kind of talking and I don't know how it came up, but we started talking about podcasts And I think she made a comment and she's like, let's start a podcast together. And I was like, okay, yeah, yeah. You know, we have the bottle of wine. I'm like feeling ambitious. I've always wanted to start something. And I was like, yeah, this is a good idea. Knowing in the back of my head, I don't listen to podcasts. I don't like to listen to myself talk too much. Usually I kind of black that out. Like I don't, it's just not my thing usually. And so the next morning I was like, okay, I'm definitely going to back out. But she had already posted on all of her stories. She was like, okay, we're starting this podcast. You know, keep a watch, you know, keep an eye out for this. Um, And it was just related to women in STEM just because that was the content she was kind of promoting. Mm -hmm. And additionally, I just kind of wanted to not just talk about life because there are so many life podcasts and I don't know. I just didn't think I had too much value to add there. I wanted something that was kind of, I just added more value. Just, I've always been interested in career stuff and that's kind of how we just went from there. We're like, okay, women in STEM, let's see what's out there. After doing all of our market research was was not too much because there wasn't 
much content out there in general, it, we were listening to these podcasts that were so scripted. And I was like, okay, this is, you know, good content. You know, I, I just get bored of listening to that. Mm-hmm. So what better thing to talk about STEM life, career stuff with your best friend and make it a little bit more fun. And we're like, okay, let's try it. Let's see what people are interested in. Let's have these different guests on. And I'm, I'm surprised people are still interested in actually listening and getting value out of what we, you know, throw out there. So that's kind of how it started and kind of the topic just kind of just naturally. I'm like, what can we add? We're engineers. Let's, let's start with that. Yeah, no, that's awesome. And I've listened to quite a few episodes and it's honestly remarkable how much that you can track your progress of the episodes and how much you and Libby interact with one another and how much you interact with the guests. And it's honestly amazing because you've posted also every single week and being a podcaster like I know what goes into that and y'all are also on all the social medias posting on like Facebook groups so how do you manage all of that in addition to also managing your full-time job because this is low-key kind of a full-time job in and of itself definitely I was going to say props to you because it helps doing this with someone else so much Mm -hmm. I mean, maybe that's just me, but I would have never probably entered this content sphere without Libby, you know, pushing me and encouraging me. But so we kind of split the work. So she edits everything. I won't take any credit for that. She edits the podcast and is so good at it. Um, And then we kind of just split up the reels, split up reaching out and just kind of planning the logistics behind things. And I think, you know, she probably will say the editing takes a long time. I think the making content part is very difficult. So, you know, we started just trying to create systems like we'll have strategy meetings every two weeks, which is kind of good to like reignite that. Okay, let's get motivated. Let's do this. Like, let's start getting consistent with this. And then we kind of just say, okay, we'll each do two a week. That's doable. Sometimes if I have more time, we'll make a little bit more. If we find a good Canva template, we'll say, oh my God, let's throw that on there. So it's kind of trying to get those minimums. And then if we have more time, just putting in a little bit more effort that week into making that content. You're so consistent as well. It's just, yeah. Not nearly (laughs) as consistent. There are definitely, I wish that I had someone, maybe I should schedule some time with my dad, but schedule strategy meetings. That's a genius idea because there are times I'm like, feeling very motivated to post on social media. And it's mostly like when people are engaging with my stuff. And that's always nice. Yeah. You're like, oh my God, I'll do this for another day. (laughs) Exactly. You're just like, oh, you want more content? I can do that for you. But then if you don't hear anything for days or weeks at a time, you're kind of just like, ah, why am I doing this? So I feel like strategy would definitely help in the sense of, okay, how do we get structured? How do we get organized? What do we need to tackle? So in those strategy meetings, what are you kind of looking at in terms of, okay, here's what content that we have, and this is the reaction or traction that we got from it. And then additionally, like, where are we looking to go? Or how do those meetings typically look? It kind of kind of does look like that. Like we look at what has done well, we've noticed mm-hmm. that timely things. So for example, we just recorded an episode about postgrad. This is, it's May, postgrad time. You know, we did actually one that did really well. It was sorority rush as a STEM major. That one was fun. And it was during the Bama rush TikTok and all that stuff. Um, so we kind of look at, yeah, we kind of look at stuff like that. And then we kind of each bring our own ideas. So 
which is one thing that I really love about having two people doing this. So she has a different perspective. She's been doing this for longer. She has a larger platform. I have my opinions bringing different perspectives, but <laughs> it's just fun to talk about things and say, okay, what is your point of view or what should we focus on? You know, and we just have different opinions, which is, which is just fun because she does different research. I do whatever research I do or I pick up on things. Um, so we kind of bring our own ideas. One thing I like is the events when we plan events. I think, again, like I said, it kind of just brings everything into perspective. You know, mm -hmm. we're doing this for fun. We're doing this just to build a community, look at what we've done so far. Again, kind of that motivating factor. Yeah, definitely. And with those like strategy meetings, planning out what your content is going to look like, how do you decide in addition to like timely matters, who you're going to have on? Because you have a lot of guests on and my guests are all people I've known, people I met and yours, at least from what it seems like on my side are people that are virtually strangers. How do you reach out, yes. make that connection and ask them to come on the show? Yeah. Well, Libby had a big part in that. So she, like I said, she's been doing it longer. So she kind of was following a lot of these other STEM creators uh, longer than I have. Mm -hmm. So we would just reach out and everyone is just so willing to come on and talk. And it was so intimidating at first because you see all these people and you're like NASA engineer, you're like, okay, X amount of followers. And you're like, hi, I'm Lexi. I, uh, Libby, you know, motivated me to start posting content after a wine night. You know, it's just so funny. And it's like a bit intimidating, mm -hmm. you know, talking to these people, but they essentially just have the same goal. They want to talk about STEM, talk about the fun sides of STEM. I know that you didn't, you didn't like engineering as much, but it's important to talk about these different experiences, in my opinion. So just reaching out, honestly, everyone is just so willing. Yeah, that's honestly the huge part. I, I don't think there's been a single person that I've reached out to that has said no, like straight up that they don't want to be on the podcast. And these people don't have like some sort of platform agenda that they're working towards. They're just trying to be helpful. So I think that really kind of a different and unique feeling because especially during college, I feel like it's a very competitive environment. People are a lot less willing to like go out on a limb for you. Whereas in this environment, like in the creator sphere, I don't even know what you want to call that. Maybe I just yeah. in that term creator sphere. I like um, it. <laughs> you have people that want to help you and want to see you succeed. It is just a really unique community because although people that, again, a lot of my guests aren't in the creative sphere, but they want to see you do well. They want to see you succeed. They want to help you out. And it's really a very heartwarming feeling. Definitely. Yeah. And it's, it's awesome because every conversation we have, I learn something new, you know, it's kind of interesting. How far can you deep dive or like pick apart STEM, you know, mm -hmm. an engineer, mechanical engineer. Okay. Essentially before I started this, I would think they do one thing or they do a few things and then you talk to these people and you learn about their day-to-days. And I'm like, wow, this is actually really interesting. I'm really glad we're talking about this because I never would have known, you know, there's one, it's a payload engineer. So it's now she doesn't work at NASA anymore, but she was initially at NASA as a payload engineer where they send experiments to space and see mm -hmm. how they do. So she was talking about how bigger companies reach out and they pay, you know, NASA to figure out how to get their product to space or how to get do this experiment in space. And it's just so interesting because I'm like, what? <laughs> like, yeah. I don't work in the field. I had never heard about this before. So I just, I don't know. I like those situations where I'm like, okay, I actually did learn something. Our listeners will actually get value out of this. 
No. And there's been so many guests that you've had on. I'm trying to think of the one that I listened to most recently. The I don't know why I'm blanking on what her career or her name was, but she was re- she was getting married soon. And she was talking about becoming a manager in um, yes. program. Caroline. I think Caroline. Caroline. <laughs> yes. And I was just learning. I was like, what is a scrum? What, am I, what are we talking yeah. about with a scrum? Like I work right. at a software company. I'm like, who is scrum? What are we scrumming? Um, so even like small words like that, and trying to figure out okay there is this whole person that has this entire career that they're doing all of these things that I never even heard of that are so relevant to my industry and how I've not heard of them is kind of crazy because although I'm not in engineering anymore I'm still in a very engineering space or at a tech company that produces quoting software for engineers so still very engineer focused so it definitely is words terms like people that I'm learning from and I'm not even in the industry space anymore really so glad to hear that (laughs) it is really it is honestly fascinating and to have a wide range of people also come in and talk with you and the way that you engage with your guests is so admirable you I am so ADHD that I cut people off all the time I'm like actually I'm gonna interject right here right now and you and Libby do such an excellent job of letting them speak letting them finish their thought how do you coordinate that without ever meeting the person and then also like you have another person that you're communicating with but not with them you're just there virtually yeah so it definitely was a learning curve so we have a excel or not excel sheet a document just like on our we split the screen and we just have all of the questions we want to ask so Libby and I kind of just go back and forth and if anything you know if I want to ask two sometimes I don't know I ask multiple questions in a row uh we just kind of cut any awkward edits out which is so such a relief because I one thing coming into this I like I said I never listen to podcasts I don't like listening to my voice I don't think I speak very well compared to other people necessarily like I'm not the best speaker and I'm like okay I know I'm gonna overthink it I'm just gonna you know after this conversation I'm not gonna know what I said probably you know it's just one of those things and I'm like oh my god I talked about wine I shouldn't have talked about wine (laughs) keep it professional but um that editing really helps us because there are some points where like oh I'm so sorry I cut you off and then the lag has always been an issue we use Riverside okay. so sometimes you know especially with three people sometimes we talk over each other but we can just edit it easier you know easily so that's kind of reassuring but we kind of just go back and forth we have our list of topics and questions um each episode we have with a purpose. So we had someone from HR. So we kind of wanted to talk about interviewing and just her behind the scenes versus actual STEM stuff. So we mm-hmm. kind of just align our questions to that topic. Yeah, definitely. And with your HR stuff, that's a little bit separate than your topics that you normally talk about on the show, which are more STEM oriented, that kind of evolves into on a career, right? Yes. On a okay. career. <laughs> And so what is that? Like, guide me through what you're thinking there. So clearly there must have been a lot of uh, traction with some of the behind the scenes stuff. Like, I know you're posting a lot about LinkedIn and how to utilize your professional tools in the most effective capacities. Is that which approach you're looking to take with on a career? Definitely. So yeah, I kind of started this on the side after, you know, getting introduced to the content space with 
my best friend's an engineer and I just basically focus on all things STEM related. So when I was graduating, I was a senior, I didn't have the best experience with our universities or Miami's, I guess. I was gonna try not to call them out, but I didn't have the best experience personally. You know, I was looking for positions and I was looking in the Chicago area. They're based in Ohio. Mm-hmm. There wasn't really a very strong, you know, network that they had that they could introduce me to in the Chicago area. They also, you know, didn't help too much specifically with my resume. If they were just they were very busy. It was very hard as a university career center to focus fully on each on each student Mm -hmm. so and I just love the you know career search I love the job search even senior year junior year I loved it I just think of it as a game I think of it as you sell yourself you have to make these people like you you know it shouldn't be intimidating so Mm -hmm. I kind of wanted to take that approach and just kind of make my own thing from it and work alongside the universities again I'm not bashing any university career centers so I want to be very careful about how I talk about it but I think they can be it could be stronger. And I have some opinions and thoughts and perspectives. So I just started posting about it. And mm-hmm. I have some ideas in the works. And that is kind of how Enneker started. We're very early, early on. But, no, that's awesome. I completely yeah, agree, though. Like, it's so tough, especially I know a lot of other people. So I don't think it's specific to any university. I think it's kind of across the board because everybody that I've heard from in their career search said that it was extremely daunting. They didn't know all the proper forms of communicating with people, because I think something that you're doing a great job of is really focusing in on LinkedIn because definitely making connections means so much more than just blindly submitting your resume and going to career fairs and actually speaking with people means so much more than just submitting your application because you could have the world's best resume you really could but if I talk to you say for instance if Lexi you came up to me at a career fair and we had a great conversation and I have your resume in my hand I'm like oh my god this is the golden ticket like we have a great engineer on our hands Willy Wonka (laughs) yeah Willy Wonka here we come and then someone else just submits it to me and I have no idea any of the background on them who are you going to pick like obviously somebody that you had a connection with that you I don't know like if you've ever heard the airport test but if you get stuck at a layover in an airport with this individual would you want to be stuck with this individual and that's how some people pick who they end up hiring because you don't really want to you're spending a good chunk of your week what is a 40-hour work week for most people you, you got to kind of like them. And so Definitely. that network connection goes a huge long way. Definitely. And everyone wants to avoid it. It's always the things that people want to avoid in the job search that actually would help and really benefit and push you farther along in that process. And I don't know, I've just been having fun, you know, with the Canva templates with just, I don't know, I'm just trying to build that up. I started a blog as well. And it's just honestly fun. I'm just thinking of it that way. And we'll see what comes of it. I have a lot of ideas. But yeah, that's awesome. And with doing that, how are you allocating time? Is that in addition to your My Best Friends and Engineer podcast and strategy and actual planning? And then is this a separate entity or is it among the similar entity? I treat it as a separate entity. I Okay, so again, I said I have so many ideas, mm-hmm. but these these ideas don't mean anything if I don't put them to paper, if I don't get that content out there. So one thing I'm starting actually this week is second day of it. I've been trying to put at least an hour every day into drafting a blog post, into 
spending time on Canva, putting together these little, this media, which seems so silly. And as an engineer, I don't like doing it personally. I, you know, the same thing. And I've noticed that with the podcast, I'm like, no one's listening to us because they don't know about us. You have to market. I have like, oh my gosh, this is, I don't know. It's been getting easier. It's getting more fun, but um, I've been allocating now an hour at least a day. Cause I'm like, you know what? I want to keep progressing. I put a lot of hours in for work, love my job, but I need to start putting in that time into something that's going to progress, you know, my own endeavors. Yeah. And that's, it is really, again, a noble act because getting out there and putting time in and not seeing the return on the investment immediately is so difficult because it's like okay who am I doing this for like is anyone listening is it is it just me talking to myself is just an echo in here what is going on (laughs) and it is it is a a sizable chunk of time that you have to kind of go in make sure that everything makes sense looks good and then additionally is to the content level because you're not going to try and push garbage like No, no one's going to engage with that either. And it's honestly just a waste of your time. So actually sitting down, thinking about what you're going to put together, what it's going to mean, how it's going to impact what your organization or what you're moving towards is going for. It's kind of, it's a lot to take in. And then on top of that, also trying to work that in with your actual job, socializing, making yourself dinner. It's, it's a task. Definitely. Yeah. And I mean, I think it's fun because I like the content. So I like talking about it. So with my blog posts, I've been trying to take things from the workplace and kind Mm -hmm. of translate them into this type of content, not obviously with the confidentiality rules, but it's fun because if there's a situation that frustrates me at work, I'm not going to go gossip with my mom about it. I'm like, let me go write a blog post about it. And I'm like, let me use that outlet. And like, let me use it and add value to someone else you know, or they could read that and think, oh, I never thought of that situation from that perspective. That's interesting to me. So I'm trying to I'm trying to use that outlet instead of just, just talking about work. I'm like, okay, let's just translate this and use it to our benefit and then create something. Yeah. And that's called being an engineer, problem solving. Oh yeah. You know, you need an outlet. Thank you, Miami. Exactly. Exactly. You might as well just get a little bang for your buck out of your right. like thoughts about work and wanting to talk with somebody about it. Might as well make a blog post, get some traction, potentially, potentially become an influencer. Yeah. So, and then also gossip about it after. Oh yeah. Oh, same, dude. Like, this um, happened. Like, so like, can actually, you believe this? Exactly. And it's actually twofold. It's okay. So I just wrote a blog post. Can you check it for errors? And then number two, listen about my day after you're yeah, done reading this it. Suck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm very familiar with that. I definitely have done that. I don't <laughs> talk about work as much on my podcast, but there has been episodes where I have, I specifically talked about switching roles and um, went into probably too much detail um, what my last role was like and why I switched over and how you know when it's time to go. But then after that, I've probably, to this point, I'm still going too much into deep detail, but I will tell anybody (laughs) who's willing to listen about that terrible time of my life. (laughs) The other part of creating a podcast, obviously there's a lot of time that's involved, but there's a lot of tools. So what are the assets that you keep in your tool belt? So I know you said you use Riverside to edit and I think record your videos, How did you arrive at that being the best solution? And 
what other items do you use to record and edit? Yeah. So we started with Zoom, Mm -hmm. but we noticed when editing it, when you try to have the audio or like whoever's speaking, their face pops up. So we were trying to make something where it could have, you could have everyone's faces because I don't know, personally, we didn't really want one face as the main, you know, main video. So we noticed that with Mm -hmm. Zoom. So then we went to Zencaster, which you can't even record the video on that one. So we said, "Mm, okay, no one's going to watch a little audio you blip, know, I don't yeah. even blip you know and so then we found Riverside which I don't even know how we got to it just googling podcast tools and I think that is the best platform so far we have some lag issues but I definitely recommend it mm-hmm. and you can see you know everyone who's on the call you can edit it very easier you can take your clips and just transport them to Canva do everything you need to do there uh, so we use Riverside editing wise Canva. I'm a big fan. <laughs> Talked about it so much. I've been paying the premium for years. <laughs> Same girl. Same. Yeah. Like that's worth it. So we use Canva. We tried InShot a little bit. Um, so that one is used for captions on the reels. Oh, but okay. We've recently switched to CapCut, which is free and also gives us the captions. So we Wait. really recommend that. CapCut. What is, so it. what do you do you put the video and it tells you like what caption it should be mm-hmm. yeah it just like does the auto captions and then you can edit the captions it's amazing wait that's amazing yeah and then you can put stickers and you can like move the stickers it's awesome i have had some is this how tiktokers it. do this because i recently found out like i'm new to the tiktok game and it's honestly kind of pathetic my lack of knowledge on it i've tried to talk to my like 16 no i've seen some hits from you i've seen the bunny yeah. cake i love it <laughs> i had one major hit and i was like oh i'm finally famous and then my next one it went like from five hundred thousand to forty thousand to i think 200 like yeah two like really two hundred two they said oh my gosh she's getting too cocky to get yeah two, no two views yeah i'm like um okay never mind no one wanted to see the peep cake <laughs> i get it no, i loved I it i loved it, it. <laughs> with tiktok they have the stupid little what is that called watermark in the corner of the screen yes yeah and i have no idea how to remove that and yeah so, when you save videos I, I heard there's an update coming out where they are removing that and you can as just save should. the video as they should they Oh my gosh, how rude of them. But I, I completely agree. But CapCut, I would definitely look into. Um, mm-hmm. I'm trying to think. And then we just did Amazon Yeti mics. Nice. Similar to yours. I see right there. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what else? And then GarageBand as well was another early, early software that we used. Yeah. But I think Libby you said you much. now use Audacity, which is what I use. It's free. Okay. It's a nice little fun app it's not very like bells and whistles of garage mm-hmm. band but it does the job yeah it does the job and that's all you need exactly essentially which yeah. is kind of crazy how you just need all this you know just those things and then you just talk you just talk and talk and talk and then people just listen yeah and honestly like i don't know about you how you've felt about the traction that you've gotten from 
the variety of platforms that you're on because I know you also have like a Facebook group as well Mm -hmm. and you post a lot in there you have a book club in there and a lot of like different engaging elements so how do you kind of gauge your metrics of success if you will because it's kind of difficult to gauge on your viewership you can't at least with my streaming platform it tells you how many downloads you have Mm -hmm. but not necessarily how many listens you've had Um, so how do you kind of gauge your success and when you're performing your strategy meetings how do you check and see okay here's how we did on this and here's how this podcast performed and here's how this social media post performed like how do you take all of those into consideration I guess is what I'm trying to arrive at definitely so I think this is kind of ties back to when I mentioned how we bring different perspectives so I think Mm -hmm. Libby is very big on the analytics and looking at you know downloads and who you know, listened, how many people listen, where did they listen from versus me? I just kind of think it's a success just to get the content out there because I think, you know, we get it out there. People will be able to find us and hopefully start listening. Mm-hmm. So personally, I, I mean, I don't really look at the metrics that much. We haven't really focused on these strategy meetings too much. We kind of just look at the topics and we're like, oh, people really listen to the sorority one. We posted that in September. That's when sorority rush happens. Let's try and do something similar. Let's do, you know, STEM gifts during Christmas. Mm -hmm. Let's see how that does. Um, So honestly, not a very good answer for you. Not very engineer of us to not look at the (laughs) analytics. But again, I mean, we bring different perspectives. So I think Libby would probably have a better answer for how she considers those analytics versus Mm -hmm. I just think we need to get the content out there. And then we just need to, that's all it is. You know, and I, you look at these other larger podcasts like Plan Bree, Uncut. I love, I love that one. I don't know if you've listened, but they post about 10 different clips from an episode within two days. And it's, you know, some do really well, some don't, but that's just how you do it. And it's just so difficult to, again, we have full-time jobs. We have, you know, Libby has her other brand that she's trying to work with. Libby Beyond the Label. I have a career that I'm trying to build up now. So it's just, just managing all that, just trying to get it out there. Um, is kind of a big focus. So basically no answer for the analytics for you. Long way to say nothing. Yeah, no. And honestly, that's completely valid and fair. It is tough because there's so many different platforms and you don't really know, at least for me, like if I were to post a TikTok about my podcast, it would be very apparent to me if I saw a huge uptick in the number of downloads from that TikTok. Because I've never posted a TikTok about my podcast, so I would only assume that it's about that. So for me, there's like a direct correlation, but you have so many different platforms, I would kind of guess it would be hard to determine where things are kind of coming from. And I think that you definitely have a good strategy of saying, okay, this is a current event that's occurring. Let's try and get on board with what's what we can talk about with this and how we can relate it into our field. Because I think that you're show does a really great job of incorporating like you said those fun little memes like I remember the little miss engineer one yeah those were a huge hit and then there's also like you said the sorority rush one and again with the career building people are about to graduate people are looking for jobs right now there is a lot of current events that play into how things go so Trying to digest everything is definitely difficult and just kudos to you both for being on top of it and managing it. But with all these different items like Facebook, Instagram, how do you allocate time for each one of those things? Um, Facebook. Honestly, we have no strategy there. (laughs) (laughs) 
I'm telling you, it's <laughs> this sounds bad. This maybe I'm no strategy, but again, we're just it's kind of just like a fun, fun yeah. thing we're working to build up. And you know, we just I love seeing when people post in the Facebook group. So mm-hmm. I love the posts where people are like, my company's hiring. This is, oh. you know, this is a link. I love that. So, yeah. you know, sometimes we post it. Okay, leave us a review. We'll buy you coffee. Comment your Venmo. What else do we do? We do the book club. That's a lot of Facebook posts. Um, you know, I posted one random, like, okay, what are your high, high and lows of the week? You know? Just, yeah. So no strategy there. Maybe we'll next strategy meeting. I'll, I'll well, say, I would Libby, say that- we're missing a strategy. There's a camera. <laughs> No, I would say that your strategy with Facebook is like a community group. It seems like all of the posts that you put there are more engaging, whereas the ones on Instagram are kind of informative, if you will, of like, here's the content that we have, like, come and listen. Um, But I think that the Facebook group is fun because it's like a cute little interactive space for all of your listeners to come together and talk more STEM just amongst themselves. I just, I absolutely love when someone else posts that that isn't me and Libby. I'm like, oh. Like, okay, I love when Libby posts, but this is awesome that people are actually using this and actually getting value out of it and actually finding jobs potentially from it. You know, someone just, they're asking for advice, you know, I need security clearance. It's just like very cool, like STEM related questions. Yeah. Really? I'm sure you can Google them, but it's more fun when you you have a Facebook group. Exactly. You kind of know. Exactly. And I feel like being female engineers, which I think the podcast does a great job of really bringing to light the lack of female engineers that exist in that space. Although although they are questions that you can 100% find on Google or even ask ChatGPT nowadays. Right. It's just so much better to have a group of girls that are all like-minded engineers that want to do well in their career, that want to have like the best. And while also at the same time, they're all problem solvers. They want to help other people solve their problems. So I think it's really like that is a perfect environment to do that so although you have no strategy I beg to differ I think you (laughs) have a strategy and you just didn't realize it because having that collaborative group probably means a lot to those people because they probably don't have many other girls in their classes and they probably don't have many other people that they can ask oh where do I get cute steel-toed boots right girl yeah I have really looked at some nasty steel-toed boots I think (laughs) I bought my first pair from Walmart and they had a women's boot and Mm -hmm. the women's boot was like a pink Timberland, if you will. Yeah, I, like, I am oh. envisioning exactly what you're what you're depicting right now. And I'm like, this is not a woman's boot. This is just a boot that is pink, and this is yep. terribly hideous and heinous. And I will not wear it. But I, of course, I bought it yeah. because I like I you know, have to. You have to. Like, what yeah. else? What else am I to do? Shove my titties into a man's footwear? Like, no, no. I, dogs away. Yeah, those dogs <laughs> are barking and howling. <laughs> to get out of there and wear like the little covers I don't know if you've been to any facilities that have like the covers that you slip on they're just so clunky terrible they're just like big plastic toe covers it's just the toe and you're like do, do, do like a clown feet like oh that's how I feel. yeah terrible so wait Zena workwear I'm gonna plug it Zena oh I did see Libby post about that once that's also potentially a, a space that you could break out into the engineering wardrobe because that shit is foul yeah it is it is it really is trust Mm. me we're thinking about all these ideas we're (laughs) like what how what else can we do i'm like maybe let's 
strategize what we have. <laughs> <laughs> Let's rein it in. Let's bring it yeah. back to the podcast. See how successful we are. No, but speaking of reining it in, like you two have done the opposite of that in the sense that you went to this like really cool conference with what is it NASA? Was it NASA? I think it was NASA. It was well, NASA is there sometimes. Okay, <laughs> it's uh the area. So it was the Kennedy Space Center. Okay, so I know that there was Blue Origin, Texas, Florida, Florida. Same thing though, right? right. Yeah, <laughs> sad, you know. But Blue Origin was like right across. You could like see their building. It was super mm-hmm. cool. So we were at NASA. Um, but yeah, it was Reinvented Magazine, which is a magazine basically focused on women in STEM aligning with the theme here so they put Love. on this you know gala and it was awesome to meet the people that we were interviewing in person so it was a lot of aerospace engineers so me coming in med device I'm like they're like oh what company do you work for I was like, mm, not this one but it's like I'm still related I'm still you know women in STEM you know Libby had the same story but um yeah that was awesome they're doing it again this year so we'll be we'll be getting our tickets but essentially anyone can go um, and we kind of just knew about it through people we were talking to because we we have actually have talked to a lot of NASA engineers and aerospace mm-hmm. engineers. And yeah. Wait, that's so cool. So that was kind of like a work trip for your podcast? Yeah, yeah oh we my gosh. a business trip. <laughs> that's actually amazing. Yeah, that was awesome. And it was so cool to meet so many people that were just mm-hmm. like-minded. I mean, a lot of my friends, they are not in the STEM field. You know, right. it's pretty much everyone I've met at Miami and then everyone I've met through the podcast. So that's amazing. And while you also met a bunch of new people, did you come up with the new ideas of how to approach potential topics and other areas that you could touch on with the podcast, not necessarily restricted to the podcast? Like, for instance, some of your other career developments. So I would say, you know, what we got out of that conference was that we would love to put on an event someday. So we don't know what that looks like. We don't know what that's going to entail. Right now, we're both just very busy, like I said, with everything we want to do. Mm -hmm. So I think once we narrow that down, I just think having everyone in that room that are focused on spreading the same ideas and talking about the same topics, I think that just solidified the fact that this is so cool. This We can make this into something awesome and you know maybe bring in people who aren't in the STEM field right now maybe bring in high schoolers or college students and maybe do something of that accord but um yeah I mean not not too many solidified ideas but definitely some some blurry ideas in the future but I I have no idea when when we'll be able to fit that in yeah I mean the world is your oyster (laughs) yeah you you have so much opportunity to do things and especially I don't know Miami's alumni network in Chicago is huge and I'm not remembering where Libby is from but at least like being able to have like some sort of camaraderie with some Miami people and bringing them in and potentially connecting with the school because additionally I know that you did a little I want to say TED talk um for Miami students it wasn't a TED talk I don't know what better to call it but you did speak to Miami students um so what was that like and did they find you through your podcast yes actually they did which is which is awesome so yeah there was one career panel um in the Chicago area for Miami um, which was super interesting because I was talking to incoming students about 
again, my life and my experience. And again, I was just kind of faced with that thought of, do they really care? Will they get any value out of it? And I think with that, you just have to put it out there. And if they don't listen, they don't listen. You, at least you tried. I think through the podcast, one thing I've learned is to just start thinking about things in as an experiment, mm-hmm. you know, not, not will I succeed or will I fail at this, but what's going to happen? Let's see what happens. Let's not set necessarily a goal because then that gets you, or personally me, I don't know, I get very oh my gosh, if I don't do well, this is going to be terrible. And I'm going to think about it for months. But about, okay, let's just do it and see how it goes and see if people are interested. So I kind of took that and just talked to these students about my experience, talked to them about why I would recommend Miami. And then there was another one similar. It was with Society of Women Engineers at Miami. Um, it was just a panel. So I, I was moderating the panel, so I didn't talk too much, but Again, it was just a new experience. I'm like, am I a good panel moderator? Who knows? You know, let's learn from this and let's just be better next time. Same thing with this. This is my first interview, honestly. I Oh, really? Yeah, I have never I was gonna say that in the beginning, but I forgot. But um again, like let's do this and see how it goes and how I can be more enticing next time. me every single time I'm like okay let me listen to this back and what did I do wrong how we can improve yeah I mean I definitely won't listen to this but (laughs) I also don't listen to podcast episodes like sometimes when Libby is like okay what do you think about the audio she doesn't listen either and I think that's just something in the beginning we're like I can't listen to myself talk I'm like okay if people keep listening that that's good I mean obviously we do listen at some points like it's not like we're oh yeah throwing it out there without editing it but I just I don't sit there and I'm like oh I'm gonna go on a run let me listen to myself talk (laughs) yeah you see I'm the opposite I and that's probably like the inner narcissist in me but I don't mind listening to my voice back and I think that's why it's easy for me to individually go in and edit it um, (laughs) rather than outsourcing that to somebody else but then again like after I edit it I listen to it all back and I'm like, wow, does that sound good? Like, did I edit this part right? And then I try and figure out like, okay, do I need to go back and fix this Mm -hmm. section? And you know what? I do do it on runs and it is really, so wait, this is is so embarrassing. So, oh my gosh, tying back to our beginning comments, um, my... I sent a screenshot to my old coworkers that my old boss had gotten on uh snapchat and i sent it to them and here's the push notification again there's there's, yep there's the push notification but there's my podcast i love it and it's like halfway through the episode (laughs) and my coworkers are like listening to your own podcast greater than greater than greater than i was like someone's got to someone's got these numbers up no that's all and maybe i'll get to that point one day i just think i mean honestly it's just a win in itself that i'm actually getting out there and posting all this stuff in general you know I just just try to avoid thinking that people can actually look at my face and like see me you know on these reels and stuff mm-hmm. but maybe I'll get there and once I get there I'll let you know I'll say oh my god this is my <laughs> podcast you'll send me a screenshot and it'll yeah. just be my best friends and engineer at the top of the screen I was, like, I was so funny at this point of the podcast. I really awesome. peaked here Peak yeah comedy right here a good good comment by me yeah, no, noted. We'll reuse that one. <laughs> so going with that line of thinking and being like, okay, I don't want to listen to myself. How do you kind of take feedback from other people? I'm assuming, I don't know, like 
what sort of feedback that you've gotten from people, whether it's been positive, neutral, negative, how have you received feedback and how do you use that to your advantage to either make the show better or try and figure out? Definitely. So I think my main source of feedback right now is Libby mm-hmm. um, herself. I think so far we haven't really gotten any bad feedback. It's not like we're talking about anything that's groundbreaking. We're not saying mm-hmm. these really hot or cold topics. I don't even know or cold takes or hot takes. We're just, we're just talking about our experiences and we're not really trying to bash anyone. We're just, mm-hmm. we're talking. So it's nothing crazy. So it's mm-hmm. nothing that someone hears and they immediately are ignited. They're like, oh my God, I need to comment on this. And like, this was yep. so crazy. Um, the one feedback, I think that it's so funny. It was right when we announced that we were going to do this. So we have our Apple podcast mm-hmm. um, page and we have a one-star review. No words. And so I asked Libby, and I said, so which ex-boyfriend do you think did that yours or mine? <laughs> what do you think? I was, like, I was like, I think that's like the worst feedback we've gotten. And I'm like, it was like right when we started, I was like, okay, so who do you think? Like, which ones? Okay. <laughs> Other than that, I just asked her straight up. I am very good. You know, it probably doesn't seem like that since I'm saying all this overthinking stuff and like, mm-hmm. oh, I don't like to listen to my voice. I am very big on constructive feedback, both mm-hmm. in life and the workplace anywhere so I just straight up asked her I'm like do you think that was funny do you think what do you think I can improve on and I think she just thinks it's so funny about how much feedback I'm asking for because she's like you're fine you're fine but um I don't know again I just want to see how other people are perceiving me like I can put off and try to put off this persona if it's not Mm -hmm. coming across that way then we're not achieving our goals and kind of doing what we intended to so other than that, everyone is very nice. They have no mean comments. So if you have any feedback, let me know. <laughs> no, I, again, I think it's amazing. I think it's great. I am so glad that you're getting out there and putting out good content. That's because I feel like you're right. It's people are often quick to take to social media or to the creative sphere and say these hot takes just to get traction Mm -hmm. and I think that it's really understated the value that people like you and Libby have in bringing just you bring your opinions but they're not hot takes or cold takes or Mm -hmm. anything like that they're just your opinions and what your thoughts are and talking constructively about a certain topic and trying to bring light and education rather than trying to be like, how do I get as many views as I possibly can? Because I'm saying this controversial thing, which I think is very popular right now. Uh, So popular. Sometimes I'm like, Hmm, let's think about something crazy and start talking about (laughs) it. Let's just start talking about how global warming is not real. Right. Yeah. I think, you know, with these women, all this women in STEM content in general, I think people usually correlate this type of content with women just bashing men mm-hmm. they're saying men are men treat women horribly in the workplace they in specifically in the stem world i just that's not what we're trying to do here you know i try mm-hmm. we both try to kind of stray away from that because it doesn't happen as much anymore it's just right. it really doesn't people try to push that narrative and they try to victimize themselves but it just that's not what it is anymore mm-hmm. and let's t- start talking about the narrative of What's actually going on instead of trying to make all these women angry at all the men that we work with you know for no reason mm-hmm. so I, again we're just kind of neutral we're just very you know we just like to talk talking with your best friend every week we're like okay yeah. what do you got on the agenda today what happened I love it and that's pretty much how you start off every episode too you're like hey how's it going yeah which exactly. is fun to listen to even though it's not necessarily 
work related always it is fun to like get a little insight onto who you and Libby are and understand that you are people outside of like podcast hosts and engineers definitely yeah I'm like you guys can fast forward if you don't want to hear (laughs) but we're gonna talk about it (laughs) exactly exactly and then one of the other things I wanted to talk about so obviously you're talking pretty heavily about work and what you do have you had any issues with that in the workspace in trying to make sure that the two are aligned and that you're sharing things that are not too personal to work, but also sharing enough that it's not vague on the episodes? Definitely. I feel like I do a good job about that. I think I'm very, very nervous about it. I really like my position and my company, so I don't want to mess that up at all. So I'm kind of, Mm -hmm. I kind of think before we talk about things where, Mm -hmm. you know, information could get accidentally added right um I haven't had any issues thus far um I don't know who listens to me at work I go by Lexi you know online yeah but I go by Alexis in the work workplace and one one time where I was on my toes was when I introduced myself to someone and I said oh I'm Alexis and they go oh Lexi I was like mm, no <laughs> so just call me Alexis no. <laughs> I was like no 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 and then I was so I don't know if they just knew it like Alexi is a nickname for Alexis or maybe they I don't know heard something but I was like, oh my gosh, do you know? It's like <laughs> Montana. I was like, do you oh. know what I do in my free time? The so, wig is off. It's yeah, the attached. wig. <laughs> no. yeah, so, so far, no issues, no concerns. It's a tough dichotomy to try and balance in the amount that you're willing to share versus the amount that your listeners want to hear about and trying to figure out, okay, what can I put out there that also looks good on me and also makes a reflection of a positive organization that I work for and a positive workspace and all of that. Um, So definitely very tough to balance. So shout out to you for doing that. What advice would you give to people that are looking to start a podcast or looking to start getting into influencing on social media or via social media? I would say just do it. Just start putting content out there and Think of it, like I mentioned earlier, as an experiment. Okay, if this doesn't work, let's try and, you know, go at it from a different stance. And I think that really helped me. Personally, I think one thing that really debtors people from posting and doing what they're actually passionate about, you know, whether that's starting a business or passion project, it's just what other people will think of you. And that was definitely something that I struggled with. But at the end of the day, I thought the people that I'm worried about are the people that I have muted and unfollowed on social media. So they don't essentially exist anymore in my life. Mm -hmm. Why would I ever hold myself back from what I could achieve from the opinions of people that I don't even want to see anymore on social media? Mm -hmm. So I would say just start just and if if you're still uncomfortable, you can stop. You can delete it. You can archive things. (laughs) It might not go away forever, but there's you know, you can get out of it. But you're going to regret not trying, at least, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. And I think that was the hardest thing for me, too. I started, I did a vlog in college, which that was tough because you're recording yourself. 
And it's just a lot. I think with the podcast, it's a little safer. Like you can hide mm-hmm. behind the mic and it's just your voice. But then also trying to tie in the reels and stuff that gets a little bit more complicated. Yeah. But it, in my head, I was like, okay, that's a little bit better. But there are people that do say negative, not negative things, but kind of like poke fun at me for having a podcast. So like, what, what are you talking about? That's so interesting. Nothing. Really? It's nothing. Yeah, exactly. But people listen, <laughs> Yeah, and, but you know, and I'm putting it out there and people are listening and they're coming back and they want more and I'm mm-hmm. interviewing all these people. What are you doing? Yeah, exactly. And I think that that's like, that's the point. Like, what are you doing? Like, this is what I do for fun. Why do you need to say something negative about it? Like, it's fun. It's a passion project. It's what I do. But yeah, no, that's awesome. And I'm super glad to have you on. That's amazing. And I truly am like, it is so impressive to me, especially being someone who's also in I'm going to say it again. I, until I get this coined, it is the creative sphere. It, yeah. is, it is a difficult sp- like space to be in. It is pretty tough in the sense that if you don't get feedback, and I'm very much so like you, um, feedback, validation kind of makes sense, like feedback, validation. Yeah, you know, right. Um, I'm like, tell me so, what I'm doing wrong and I'll fix it. Like just black or white. Like, what do you like? What don't you like? Let me think about it and then let me progress. Yeah, exactly. Very engineer mindset. Like a hundred percent. And it is it is a tough space to be in. And additionally, like trying to put that in with work and also trying to figure out how do we continue to progress this? Cause I am completely with you. Like, how do we get this to go forward? What's the next step? Do we create events? Do we make a blog post? Do we make on a career? Like what what comes next? And that's it's all so exciting and I'm so happy for you that you're so passionate about it and you can tell how passionate oh. both you and Libby are about it and it's so amazing and you've had great episodes. So everyone go and listen to My Best Friends and Engineer. It's streaming on pod- or all of your normal podcasting yes, services everywhere. and it's a great show and it's good fun. Even if you're not an engineer, it's good to just listen to and get some insight on professionalism as well as potentially even just how to interact daily with new jargon. So new jargon, all the jargon, payloads. all the jargon. Which <laughs> scrum? scrum? <laughs> yes, dude, scrum to me. I was like, learn new vocabulary. <laughs> exactly. It's good. It's good to learn. It's good to learn people be a constant learner. But yeah, so thanks so much for coming on. 